Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, 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 lady. Hello, hello. I feel jolly. Jolly, jolly. She's I feel looking... jolly and stressed. Jolly and stressed. Sometimes you feel both. I think that um, I'm like you. We're the same. This is the founding principles of the pod, I'm just realizing, is that we thrive in chaos. Oh, it's so true. I am. I have never been so busy and I've never been like so chaotic and I love it. I, I love not knowing where I'm going to be tomorrow. I love not having a minute. It's because our brains are so active that it means we don't have a minute to think. I think that's what it is. I'm worried that your mic's doing that cutty thing again. Basically what it was doing yesterday, last time on GarageBand, was there was like a three-second delay and it pulling through the audio when I was talking to you last time. And I could see that as it was pulling through, but because it was pulling through, I was like, oh, it's probably fine. It's just freaking out. And I think that's what caused it. But now it's just going like normal. Okay. Okay, cool. I hope it's fine. I hope it's fine. Okay, fine. We can just leave that in because if it's not fine, the girls can know that we we tried, but we have an hour to to get this done. We're on a tight schedule, girlies. We're like poog when, um, the, when Kate Berlant's like, I have an hour before a show and then she's running out the door. Speaking of, I saw her live recently. Was she amazing? You know what? I didn't love it. (laughs) (laughs) The pause. The pause. Do you know what it was? Is I love Poog so much and I actually bought tickets to their comedy to their comedy special here, which I which I've just realized that I can now go to. Um I thought I thought I couldn't go. And I'm really excited for that, but her humour, her humour herself 
is quite this podcast is going to be all over the show with the speed of my brain um her humor herself is quite like slapstick like she like puts she does funny faces I don't know about faces. I don't know about funny faces. She does face. She pulls faces. Like she fully is like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. That's what she was doing. (laughs) And then she was going like that. She was going. No. Across the stage. I'm wiggling girls with my teeth out. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Don't know. Maybe it's. Yeah. It's one of those things where with Jacqueline, she's like reined in or something. I think she's good. I think I like her off the cuff humor better. Like I like it when she's just, when she's, it's our kind of humor when you just say something stupid or you say you respond to something in like a really deadpan way. But when it was rehearsed, it wasn't my fave. I I don't even think I laughed out loud, which is crazy. It's a disappointing experience, but still cool to see her. A gorgeous girl. I really like Jacqueline. There's this video of Jacqueline and, um, John Early in the Criterion Closet. They don't even say anything that's funny. It's just like them together. It just makes me laugh so much. I just love people like that. Yeah, very funny. Um, but yeah, back to the thriving and chaos thing. You you just got to Melbourne and we're rushing around in circles. My day today is like so fucking... It's, I mean, you often have days that are quite hectic like this, but my day... Started with a 9 a.m. Botox appointment because I was like, you have to put yourself first sometimes. It's been six months. I'm getting more and more haggard by the minute. And then because I hadn't, because I obviously couldn't have makeup on, but then I had to drive straight to the Sunset Tower for an interview. I had to pull over on Sunset Boulevard and put a full face of, put a full beat on in the car, in the Mazda, um, and then drove to Sunset Tower, parked, went to an interview just then, who with Amazing. it's with um it's for Max Mara Women in Film and I was just like waxing lyrical to um the Max Mara woman Maria yeah Maria Julia right yeah she's amazing have you met her yeah I've interviewed her a few times I think she's um incredible yes I said that to her and she was she was like I think I know it. yeah she was like I know who you're talking about I was like I was like I love Max Mara I've been to the show a few times blah 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 and then I was like actually the person I'm going to do a meeting with right now my friend Grace I'm pretty sure you would have met her we both love Max Mara blah 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 and then I like told her who you were and she was like oh my god yes love special now this, and then another meeting in 40 minutes. She's back to back, baby. Who's the woman in film, or is it under wraps? Well, it would have happened by the time the pod comes out. It's Yara Shahidi. She's so fab. Who I'm interviewing tonight, and I'm so fucking nervous. I was like, she's interviewed Barack Obama. What am I going to say? She's gone to Harvard. She literally went, she just went to Harvard, like in the middle of being this famous actress and interviewing Barack Obama and stuff, and she's just graduated from Harvard. She's like fucking 10. It's crazy. Yeah, she's amazing. That's, I so love that they clever. do that, the women in film thing. It's so fucking good. My passion project, women in film. Same. It's so cool. I've never... I've, uh, but they, they've been doing it for 20 years, she was saying. I was like, you guys are so sick. I love it when brands do. <laughs> this sounds code. like a sponsored, but it's not. I love it when brands do that stuff behind the scenes because, like... Do you know what I mean? Like when you you wouldn't heaps of people wouldn't even know that Mew Mew have that women tales and they give like two directors every year the money to fund a short film. They did Janik Sabravo, your parfum girly, and like it's it's so cool when they put their money towards stuff like that. It's the best. It's really the best. Um, wait, I was going to say something I forgot. I mean that leads in a little bit to um, Saltburn, but maybe we want to not dive into that straight away. But it's on the mind. 
Saltburn is on my mind. Saltburn is on the mind. <laughs> Saltburn's on my mind. It was a crazy experience in the cinema. I forgot that Emerald Fennell is a weirdo. Like, I forgot that Promising Young Woman was so crazy. Like, so, so crazy good in a good way. But I was like, I forgot that I was in for, like, a weird experience. Yes. I didn't like Promising Young Woman as much as you did. So I was a bit trepidatious going into this. And I fucking loved it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I fucking... I just, it's like an instant classic. I just thought it was so, so good. So smart. So funny. The performances yes. were so good. Um, I saw it on... I think because people had been saying online, like, chattering or saying to me, it's super weird. Like, there's there's really weird shit. There's, the ending's crazy. Like, there'd been a bit of hyping it up to that it was going to be super perverted and mm-hmm. and like kooky and crazy and it, it, it obviously was some like extremely iconic scenes um but yeah i just love that emerald fennell is this kind of posh freak in the best way possible her brain is like this is exactly what i want to make i want to make a movie where a guy fucks the dirt spoiler <laughs> <laughs> I hated that scene <laughs> so, so much. I think that was my that was the one yeah, that was the one that got me good. And someone said uh I can't remember where I heard this or where I read this, but that was um that was like not in the script. That just started happening and they <laughs> went with it. it. Yeah. That was like <laughs> that was him just riffing. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, oh so, my god! So Barry, what's his name? Barry Keogh? No, <laughs> Riley Keogh. Yeah, Keogh. I know. Yeah. I was thinking I needed to look up how to pronounce that before we got on, and I forgot. No, god, he's amazing. Right. He's he's incredible. I get we all love Jacob, but he was the standout times a million. I think the whole, everyone. I think it was so well cast, and I was so happy to see that that was the conversations with friends, girly. Did you realize that? I was like, where do I know her yes. face and name from? And I did not realize that until you just said that. Mm-hmm. How incredible is that? I noticed halfway through because they would do close-ups of – this is the sister. This is Jacob Elordi's sister in Saltburn. So I guess for like a bit of background, though, I feel like we're kind of we're kind of giving spoilers, but not really because it's such a wild film that I feel like you can't really spoil anything mm-hmm. with what we're saying. But it's, um, yeah, Emerald Fennell's second film. Her first was Promising Young Woman. And it's based around this young guy who goes to Oxford who um, becomes obsessed with Jacob Elordi's group of friends. He's like a loner, becomes obsessed with Jacob Elordi's group of friends because he's the cool guy. And then he gets invited back to Saltburn, which is Jacob Elordi's parents' estate uh, for the holidays because he doesn't have family to go home to. And that's where like all this crazy shit kicks off and his sister Jacob Lottie's sister in it who's at Saltburn is Alison someone from Conversations with Friends and I feel like they made her look purposefully so different like you can't really tell it's her and I think she fucking killed it and I was so happy to see her get like a really good film after that show after having to poor Jo agree I I, yeah I didn't realize it was her I know I recognized her from something she was great she was like the character was intentionally a little like one-dimensional in the start and then that scene with there's a scene with the two of them where she is just like phenomenal she's amazing they all kind of got their Mm. i don't know 
a moment to really show what they could do as actors, which was really fun to watch. Yeah, and do you know who else? Who else? So there's obviously there's Rosamund Pike, who's Jacob Elodie's mum, who killed it. And I've written mm-hmm. three notes for Saltburn on our doc. Actually, we need to. This reminds me. We need to get back to a gorgeous girlie who was like emailing us a very great job proposition that I'll tell you about. Can take to, to do with our doc, um, which I love. And so I've written three notes, so I should have a easy time with this. I wrote the penis. Conversations with friends, girl Alison Slade and Rosamund Pike Slade. So happy she got to have long here. She was probably the standout. I mean, like you said, they were all great. It seems silly to put them on a hierarchy of who was best, but she was so fucking good. She's really funny. Her comedic timing is just unparalleled. Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan um, in it again. She was in Promising Young Woman. And then um, this is a AWD. What did we used to call it when we had guests on? But AWD throwback to when we had Nesta Cooper on because Archie, uh, Jacob Elordi's, who was it? Cousin? Cousin. That guy? Yeah. Is, is, is Nesta's co-star in, in C, the Apple TV show. There you go. Her, her brother in C. So they're like besties now from that show. And then he just got this crazy gig. And did, I think he did such a good job too. Yeah. Yeah, everyone was great in it. It was really, really well cast. It did, we'll talk about the Jacob Elordi of it all in a minute. But just as a movie, <laughs> I think, I, I thought it was based on a novel. I thought I'd read that somewhere. But I don't think that that's right. I think this was just Emerald Fennell's complete like, which is yeah. pretty amazing because it almost feels like a piece of like literature that she's just decided to make as a movie instead of writing as a book. Like it could be an amazing novel. Um, and it's, she's obviously, I actually don't know that much about her, but she obviously sounds very posh and her name's Emerald Fennell. So I assume that she comes from that kind of, that <laughs> she, kind she of is, yeah. background that she's parodying. And I think it's, there's something I kind of love about, you get the sense that these are, th- the things that she or people she know have experienced. You go to Oxford and you make friends with someone and then they say, come to my house for the weekend and you arrive and it's literally like a 400-room estate in the country and the parents are super weird and eccentric and, like, hold up and that kind of aristocratic thing where you don't quite know what you're supposed to do and you can make a huge faux pas without realising it and all of that stuff I just thought was so fascinating as, like, a exploration of class and how fucking stupid class is and you're trying to get in with these people and there's actually nothing interesting about them except that they're rich Mm. (laughs) and you can't you can never get to that level because they just have something that you'll never have but you're trying to like learn their ways to mimic them but it's a waste of time i agree I i found that like that part of it really fun really funny um and just so spot on i what was I about to say about that? Um, I was just reading, trying to do pod research at the same time as us talking. But Dazed wrote a piece about can wealthy people, can posh people write good class satire? And I think this writer was like being critical of it. So I was wanting to see what they said. But I think they're just basically saying that, yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I do get that. I br- I bristle a little bit. I think at the- especially in 
England, I bristle a little bit at. Mm. And again, I'm just projecting because I actually... Being like, eat the rich, but this woman is so rich. Yeah, and, and being... Saying, look how stupid and crazy and weird rich people are, but actually you only know that because... And again, I actually don't know anything about Emerald Fennell, so I'm, I, I'm projecting. She said, it says here that she's Oxford-educated daughter of a high society jeweler who attended the same boarding school as Kate Middleton. Yeah, that all tracks. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, which sounds it just from her I mean, name. She played Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. Like she's, you know, she has that very Aristo vibe. Yes. And sometimes those people are the best people. I would not be able to write a class satire like that because I don't understand that world at all. It's like you need someone who understands that world to be able to parody it. Yeah. But I understand the thing as well of like getting chops for making fun of the rich people. You know what I mean? For making fun of the rich people. Like, well, also being one of them. And I don't think rich people would watch that movie and be they're being very like lovingly mocked. It's not like a super dark twisted twisted poking tearing apart the class structure. It's just very much poking fun at dumb shit out of touch rich people say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I found it so funny. Some of the dialogue was just so spot on and I also loved the soundtrack it was so of the time because it was set in the when was it set it was set like not now it was set in 06 which was a a genius decision too for two reasons the music amazing agree we haven't really had a really great apart from the bling ring you haven't had like a really good movie that's tapped into that time well Mm. but also no one was on their phones i feel like that's why she said it then but it was such a good part of it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, Jacob Elordi. So I think what's interesting about Jacob Elordi is the way that he... this I don't know. I think this film was the first time, although I've known that he is sexy for, like, at least a few months, this film was the first time I, like, <laughs> properly understood it. In like, I couldn't take my... In Priscilla, I wasn't even looking at him. He didn't... He wasn't hot in Priscilla to me, and he's so sexy in this film. The smile... I was like, oh, my God, I feel like a pedo. (laughs) I know. And he really knows. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's just got – he's in control of his own, like, charisma in such an insane way. The accent was a a tad sketchy, a tad. I'm I'm, I'm nitpicking, but a tad. There were moments – that I struggled. I mean, it would be hard. I would never be able to do... I mean, obviously, it's not my job, So, and he's getting paid a lot of money, but it would be so hard to do an English accent. I feel like so many actors fuck up the accents. Yeah. It was... He did a, it, he did a very good job. Again, I'm nitpicking. It was, it was just a couple of moments where I felt like he slipped into a bit of an Aussie <laughs> drawl. An Aussie twang. <laughs> Aussie twang, yeah. Um... I loved the – so we were going to speak about this on the Patreon last week, but I think it makes more sense to talk about it now that we've seen Saltburn is the Jacob Elordi cover story on GQ. He was honoured as men of the year, uh, man of the year, and the piece is called How Jacob Elordi Became the New King. And I love this this writer, Gabriella Payala. Mm. Payala? Mm-hmm. She is so cool, and she wrote – I'm pretty sure she did the fucking um, – Jeremy Strong. 
succession our succession boy kendall yeah. yeah the way she does it is so good so she begins the piece by saying the girlies are hyperventilating and it's because where she's interviewing jacob Elordi, they're all freaking out and then she weaves in that part of the reason Sophia Coppola told her that she gave him the role of Elvis which is which is actually what you've already said is that the way she she just wanted someone who women couldn't get enough of like not so much someone that was that necessarily looked like Elvis or even kind of like sounded like Elvis I mean he did sound like Elvis but not someone to embody Elvis but someone to embody that charisma and that like it factor that women just can't fucking stay away from and then she was saying that when she met Jacob Elordi in a cafe the 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 way the girls were behaving like made her book it book him for the part which is really interesting it's so interesting I loved this profile so much I just love in a in a I'm saying like in a very lovingly mocking way but I just I love when interviewers like they did with Jeremy Strong just capture these brooding (laughs) male actors that have like really torturously thinking about stuff that just isn't a big deal to anyone outside of their own brain about like how do I make movies that have like artistic merit and not sell myself out and like my agent wants me to do supermodel movies sorry superhero movies and it's very sweet and endearing that he speaks about it so openly in the way that Jeremy Strong does and he doesn't he's not like self-policing I guess but it's, it's also kind of it's also kind of genre. Well, yeah, that's in Priscilla. Elvis talks about that. Like Elvis is on the bed being like, when are they going to give me a good film? And then Jacob Elordi's saying the same. And I was also like with Jacob Elordi. He was just like, I've done my dues. I was like, you did like one fucking shitty Netflix show. And then you got Euphoria. You're 11. You did the kissing booth with Joey King and pretended to date her. <laughs> you haven't done your dues. Yeah. And then you did. And then you did Euphoria. And now you're like the biggest star in Hollywood. Like. The rest of us shit kicked around for like a lot longer. So many actors will read that and just be like, are you joking? I did like 10 years on fucking Shortland Street before I got a gig anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's it's just funny. It just reads as, as someone who's in their peak moment where they're getting sent everything and getting sent all the scripts and everyone's obsessed with them and they're like... 25 or whatever he is and thinking it through um, and I feel like he will regret some of the quotes that he put in there later on because they're, it's just I funny know. they're not they're not bad they're just funny they're very like sort of earnest and and green um it's like why is it pretentious to care about art <laughs> I was like you're right Jacob Elordi <laughs> no did you see at the bottom of the article he they made him i was like gq don't do this they made him um read no i think they they said what makes you happy and then it was his choice but his agent should have stepped in here like when bad bunny's agent stepped in and ripped the k necklace off that man's throat (laughs) they they should have stopped they should have ripped the poems from jacob lordy's hand because he read poems out I didn't see that. He read that. his favorite poems. And I'm glad I didn't. Mm. It's like, what it, I think this is why people get eye rolly with like Jeremy Strong and I guess with Jacob Elordi is because they they do act a little bit like they're the first person to have read a poem or like they assume because like no one else talks about it that no one else is interested in like art house movies or literature or you know what I mean? Like they make it such a big, I, I think that's the thing that people find kind of cringy. I think it's quite sweet. But um, yeah, the poems should have been torn, torn away. He does seem like he's a little inspired by Jeremy, perhaps. I think he's also got that symptom, that like hot person thing where, you know, when like a hot person has just had 
has just been hot and then they learn about other things other than them being hot and then they're like wow this exists and everyone's just like we know like he's like and then he was talking about how he loves Bonnie and I was like I love Bonnie as well but I wouldn't say that like after reading poems do yeah. you know what I mean like there's a time and a place to like reveal these things and you have yeah. to just be a little bit more kind of like structured and uh, strategic with it you can't just be like I like the national and read poems and like Boniver and love art house cinema at once exactly exactly and you're right it is a hot person thing that's actually it's, it's like the Kaya Gerber effect where she's like I've read Plato's symposium and you're like okay okay, okay calm down like it's fine we know you're not an idiot when she started her book club yeah she was like I can read yeah we were like, we get it. It's that vibe. I think there is a, a violins out for the hot people that are worried people think they're also not capable of reading. Also, I like that Jacob Elordi likes animals, but even with that, I'm just like, I think he's he is that age though. <laughs> Me looking down at this poor young boy who has so much to learn. Um, he is that age though where something that you love does become your whole personality which is kind of me when I have ADD yes. about a certain thing like Taylor Swift right now but like you know, he's like I love animals so animals are my thing and I'm an animal lover and I'm gonna like really loudly love every dog I see and it's like if you're honest with yourself do you need to talk to that dog right now do you know what, you know like really I mean I'm kind of like that with cats I guess yeah that's always that's <laughs> That's always something I've struggled. With. Okay, now I'm yeah I'm I, yeah I'm gonna pull it in because now it's just gonna sound like we're ragging on Jacob Elordi and we actually love him and obviously want to boss him, but um yeah, yes. I get what you mean. People who are like I love dogs. I'm like we all love dogs. No one hates dogs. You know, <laughs> like, no one. I just love them. I everybody love them. loves dogs. We all th- we all think they're cute. Yeah, it's fine. on our google doc at the start of the doc it said number one main on our main episode i have a surprise that will take approx seven minutes of our time okay. did you see that yep. should we start now okay seven <laughs> yeah, let's let's restart the podcast <laughs> no um the reason i'm saying it here because we all love dogs and i have one now and i was going to show you it and pick it up. Do you actually have I literally have a puppy and a kitten at my house. You got them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got them. It's fucked up. I'm literally flying to LA tomorrow. You don't even understand. They are so cute. So I was talking on the Patreon, took up too much, too much of everybody's time. But basically, a friend of mine, the long and the short of it, is a friend of mine's friend found these two, this puppy and a kitten, both eight weeks old at the time. They're 10 weeks old now in a park together it's a little tabby kitten just like my ki- my cat in london and a little chihuahua mixed with fox terrier dog i think 
we, we just don't know, but that's what it looks like. And they are best friends, inseparable. And she was like, I can't keep them. She started fostering them, was trying to find them a home, was posting them on her Instagram. She was initially going to keep them. So I went round to visit her and I was like, I'm coming around immediately, like a puppy and a kitten. Went round, was hanging out with them. And then I, a week later, she was like, I don't think I can keep them. So I'm going to list them to be adopted from an adoption agency and the whole time I was like I want them I want them I want them I want them I can't have them I can't have them I can't have them because I travel so much and already have a cat in London and like blah 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 and then it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Got drunk on Tuesday night and said, fuck it, I'll have them. And she was like, do you want to pick them up tomorrow? And I was like, I actually can't pick them up tomorrow, but the next day. And then I just went and got them. Are they at home right now? Yeah, they're at my house. And to the girls who, there was a couple of um, doubters in our Patreon. Concerned girlies. She said, I think you're a bit delulu to think you can get a puppy and a kitten at the same time. Well, I'll tell you what. To which I say. I'm not delulu, but I am exhausted. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I've done it. And I'm tired and it's stressful as fuck. Like, I, like having a puppy is fucked up. Like, it is hard work. This kid and I can do with my eyes closed. Like, it just, like, walked into the house, saw its litter tray, did a wee, drank its water, went to sleep. Um, and the puppy's just, like, peeing and shitting everywhere, um, barking, doesn't know how to sit, doesn't know how to pee outside because it's scared of the outside, doesn't even really eat its food that much. But it's the cutest, sweetest thing in the world. That is so precious. I can't wait. If anyone who hasn't seen the pictures, they're in the Patreon. Um, this isn't like a <laughs> Izzy will post pictures at <laughs> some point, but not holding, holding the pictures of your dog hostage to get to get converts. But um, they're so fucking cute. And in the pictures that you showed me, they're like sleeping together with their arms wrapped around each other. It's like I've never even seen something like that before. They're best friends. A cat and a dog. <laughs> should be a movie <laughs> i know it's mental and they sleep with me and every day they sleep together in the little dog's bed and then they'll play together and run around the house so it's also really cute because like with right now i've been out of the house for like an hour um and i'm going home in an hour but like with them they can hang out together which is really nice it's not like leaving them by themselves which is which is really special um and yeah the cat kind of thinks it's a dog and the dog kind of thinks it's a cat except the dog I've now introduced to my friend's dog and so now it's coming home and like playing more violently with the cat because it's like learning it's like learning dog moves um so it came home and was like dragging it around the house by its ear and I was like oh my God. <laughs> 
But the cat could literally fuck it up if, if he wanted to. Oh my God, that's really good. Okay, so names. Have we, are the names locked in? So what came to mind and what I've kind of stuck with, I'm not sure if it's right or wrong. I kind of like, you know, when people just think about these things for so long and then yeah. they get like the cutest name ever and it's like, I know that that's nice and I, and you know, if I had a cat called Moochie or like Mew Mew or like any of those cute names, I'm sure I would love it. But I just was thinking about how the dog is a little pocket dog and like a little like handbag Paris Hilton dog. And then I wished I called it Bruiser, which is Legally Blonde, which is her Chihuahua's name. But then I just thought about Polly Pocket. And so I called the dog, who's a girl, Polly, and the cat, who's a boy, Pocket. Oh, so I did already know that, but it's so Polly Pocket. cute. I'm obsessed. I'm very, very excited. I'm excited to see the... Yeah. I mean, I've already spent like $700 at Petco. Um, I cancelled a trip to Miami on Monday to stay home with them. Things we do for our children. I mean, I was talking to someone about this at lunch yesterday. They were saying they have a puppy and they're like, it's, it's, people get offended by this analogy, but it's like similar to having a baby in terms of like how like constant the attention required is. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really intense because with puppies, like, I think what I find quite stressful about them is I like my independence, um, and so it's like with a cat, with a cat, they're cuddly, but they also do their own thing. And with a dog, it's sort of like when you're home with it, it like kind of follows you everywhere in this quite stressful way. Like you'll, you'll get up and you'll like go to the bathroom and it will get up and um, follow you to the bathroom and then like look at you as you wee. And then you like walk into the bedroom and it'll walk into the bedroom and kind of stand there <laughs> as you're like getting dressed. And I'm like, dude, just give me some space. Boundaries. Like treat him mean, keep him keen. Like go and lie down. Like person, just, ha- just chill thing. the fuck out. I really don't like that. Or when you, when you leave the house, they like run to the door and like stare at you. And I'm just like, oh, you guys are so desperate. Needy. But I know they just like, they just, they just love you and they're, they're needy and, and like, yeah, she's, she's a fucking puppy. So I just need to be gentle on her. But like last night are so exhausted because I just haven't slept properly for like three nights now with them. Um, And today have such a busy day. And last night at one stage, she was following me. I was trying to like clean the house. So just like walking back and forwards and her little like tap, 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 tap feet on the tiles were following me everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going mental. Like I need you to just please give me. And then she would like bark randomly. And I was like, no barking. No, (laughs) no. Oh, how do you discipline a dog? Dogs, are, I mean, you can discipline dogs because cats just don't really learn. So the cat's like just fucking jumping up my tree and shit and you can't do a thing. With dogs, you just, um, you say no really sternly, like deeply. And you you just say the one word. So I shouldn't be like no barking mm-hmm. or I shouldn't be like stop or quiet. I just say like no or quiet. You pick one. And um, then when they're being good, you... It's like really high pitched voice and treats. So when she wheezes oh on God. her pee pad, I'm like, "Good girl, wee wees, good girl, wee wees," <laughs> and then give her like a treat so that she associates wee wees with peeing. It's fucked. It's crazy. It's that's so intense. Special. So that's my life now. I don't know how people have actual children. <laughs> that's a good practice. I actually don't like. Yeah, it is that love though. Like I, I do understand now. I've, I'd never understood dogs before in this way. I sound like Jacob Elordi, but like I do understand now how dogs do give you like 
it's just kind of humans wanting it's it's like we're so selfish like we like dogs more because dogs like us yeah. more like the dog because because i get on the i'll get on the couch to watch tv and immediately she'll jump on the couch and snuggle into me and she's like so happy to be there and like she's just like so stoked whereas the cat will just chill and so we like dogs more because they they just give us that gratification that we we want but i, I get it now because i am like it's quite special yeah they're just more slutty about it. Um, oh, how nice. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the AWD family. Polly and Pocket. Two little mascots. Did we get them pea <laughs> someone, collars? Someone was like, they need to be called, someone was like, they need to be called um, Hunky and Dory. Oh, yeah. Hunky and Dory, Pea and Brain, Boss and Jare. <laughs> Dory, at, Dory as the dog would have been so cute and Hunky as the cat. Yeah. That's actually such a cute name for a cat, Hunky. I know. We live and we learn. I like Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket. Um, okay, let's go back to Jacob very quickly after that very exciting interlude. I just wanted to uh, give a moment in the sun for how often he uses the word vine in like an old an old American 50s way. He calls his mum one of the finest people I know. Which I love. I know, I don't like that. I don't, yeah. And he, and he said that, uh, what's his face? Austin Butler did a fine yes. job of Elvis, didn't he? Yeah, fine job, a fine performance. I was like, okay, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, and even like how he brings his mum up constantly. Yeah, big red flag. Wood bus would even marry. Even when he says fries, he goes, these are my mum's. I'm like, that's crazy to say. I'm worried that your mic is doing the thing, but we'll, we, we shall okay, see. Wait. Should I pause and play it? I guess no, there's nothing we can I do think, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do now. Nothing to be done. Um, yeah, anyway, but but joking aside, we're just poking fun. We're just poking a little fun being EWD girlies. I actually think he is a very, very good actor. He's obviously kind of emerging as one of the, the, the key sort of new actors of his generation. I think he's really, really talented. And I do think he comes across as very sweet and very sincere. And, and I would prefer that any day over the, like, hyper-studied super annoying like pr thing you do get a sense in that profile much like jeremy strong that you're actually yeah. getting a glimpse of who this person actually is which is very endearing yeah it's really nice very lovely um would obviously bus would you bus barry for sure oh my god how tall is he oh my god i'm like obsessed with him after that movie oh he's only five eight that's fine i thought he was a Short, short man. Yeah, Jacob Elordi is really tall. big dick. I was thinking that they must have known that they were going to do the naked dancing scene so you'd see his dick, so they needed to, like, reference. I wonder if Emerald Fennell thought that because, you know, they made a – there was that scene where he came in and they were naked and they were all like, whoa. Um, He's just so talented. He has this amazing face, like, just such a fascinating, interesting face. And just that I love a man who dances. That end scene, I was like, game over, baby. Give me Barry any day over Jacob. It was looking very like, um, it reminded me of Love Actually when he danced through the house when he was prime minister. Yeah. There's this movie called Beau Travail with, um, I can't remember his name, this French guy. And it's a very, it's one of my favorite endings to a movie ever. And I was like, I see you, Emerald Fennell. It's like the whole movie happens. And then all of a sudden at the end, this like kind of sociopathic guy just like breaks into dance around um 
It's so good. So good. Yeah, it was giving talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, it was very, it was very Ripley. That was, I guess, my only critique was I was like, we have seen this story before, but it's always fun to watch again. Yes, I love that film so much. I didn't like when he slurped the plug hole. I think that was my my, my most, yours was the grave, mine was the, the, I don't like that slurping just does something to me (laughs) in a bad way. I don't like a slurp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> I, mm, I wasn't that keen on like the period blood on the neck. Oh yeah. Either. Yeah. Lots of weird, lots of weird and wonderful moments, but all in all, a good movie. I want to watch it again because I feel like there was just so much to take in. But I loved the cinematography. I loved it. Was just so beautifully shot. Um. I've never been to Oxford, so that was, like, really cool to see as well. Yeah. It's, I think about that all the time, just what a crazy a crazy experience of uni that would be for the people. Like, I don't know. It's just its own total other world that's quite amazing. Um, on the subject of posh English people, The Crown S6 is out. Yeah, what did you, what did you think? So first half is out, right? First half is out. Um, I really liked it, and then I read that everyone thinks it's like the worst thing ever made, and I was surprised. I really, I haven't read anything about it. Um, but I, my first, I mean, I love <laughs> me. I love dogs. I love Diana. <laughs> I like, get a fucking like real personality. Um, I love like anything. S- seeing like seeing Elizabeth Dubicki I think she's so I think she's wonderful and I think she played Diana really well but I I found it just being like so royal so royalist in like the most obvious of ways like if last season was like we're working with the royals this season was just don't know the narrative around like just the like Charles and Camilla narrative at the birthday party like the speech he did being like she's the love of my life blah 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 and then the way they, like, portrayed Dodie's dad. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I feel like The Crown has always been so over the head with this stuff. Maybe it just feels more obvious now because it's so recent. Because we know about but it. But, yeah, I mean, I feel the same. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's like the scene with Charles and her where he's like, I regret everything. And she's like, it's okay. I was like, oh, my God. This is literally insane. How much they're trying to rehabilitate, like, Charles's fucking image is nuts but i'd kind of made my peace with that last season i think i I just it's 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 getting closer and closer to kind of soap opera and it felt a bit i guess more like schlocky and ott but i just like you i just a high a highly produced rendering of the princess diana you know i'm i'm just like it's easy watching elizabeth bicky's great seeing her in that leopard print swimsuit yeah i know i mean the uh the dad character do you mean in terms of because i feel like it it just shows how kind of heartless and awful the royal family were to him and and how just how but like how they were saying that he 
the only reason like Dodie was with her was because his basically because the dad wanted to get British citizenship and like I don't know just making her sound him sound so crazy being like marry her and you'll get the Ritz <laughs> I was like surely he didn't like say that he's gonna make another YouTube doc about the crown agree I think it's true that it's true that he the father was really, really obsessed with the royals and had been his whole life and just really desperately wanted acceptance from them, which is, like, quite tragic. That's why the whole thing feels like this kind of Shakespearean tragedy. Um, and that the father had was very much hoping that they would get together and... Well, I mean, who wouldn't be hoping that? Who wouldn't be hoping? And I'm just like, his poor fiancé, the, like, catalogue model fiancé that was carted off to the other yacht. <laughs> um... I, know. I think that stuff was true and that it wasn't really like this actual romantic love affair. It was kind of like a relationship of convenience that had like run its course. I think that was all kind of true. Um, but it was just, we're also obsessed with Diana in this like parasocial fucked up way, but it is still just, I don't know. It just would be so sad <laughs> rewatching it. Thinking about all these things that they did, like she just wasn't supposed to go to. Pa- I don't know. <laughs> all these sliding doors things. Like, is that even true though? I uh, uh, like was she was she not supposed to go to Paris and he made her to get the ring? Like, or is that made up? I'm like, that's mental. I don't think him making her to get the ring. Yeah, that's probably made up. But I, I just feel like even that night where they like left the Ritz when it was so chaotic and crazy, just all of that stuff where you just think. It's just I know nuts. why. Why did they leave? I would stay. Yeah, such a preventable thing. I don't know, but yeah, I think the problem with making it up until this recently is just the fact that it gets so close to home for people. Thinking about them like shooting William and Harry being told by their dad that their mother's dead when like William and Harry are still relatively young. You know, it all feels a little bit gross like i can kind of see the merit in people yes, not liking it for sure the the main question is um would you bust dodi oh for sure but not when he's like cowering to his dad that's a little oh. bit of a turn off but he's the actor's really fucking hot such a turn off yeah agreed would you bust Charles. No. But I love that he's such a cuck for Camilla. It's still my favourite thing about him. I know. Did you know also the um that it's come out but been redacted, so I can't I feel like not that anyone's listening to AWD to sue for this kind of thing. But it got announced and then redacted like accidentally, who questioned the colour of Archie's skin. Camilla. I'm so I'm so confident it's Camilla. No. <laughs> No. Camilla's husband. <laughs> the one no. married to Camilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crazy. I guess it was kind of obvious because they said it wasn't the Queen or Prince Philip. You knew it was Charles like, or who Camilla. Else? I thought it was maybe. I guess Will. I, th- I thought it was Camilla for some reason. Do I have internalized misogyny? <laughs> it just feels like a kind of thing she would say. Camilla's like, for God's sake. <laughs> I know. Camilla's like, I've, I've like had enough of this. Camilla sues us. Goodness gracious me. I feel like if we were stuck in a room with Camilla, 
and we got her on the whiskeys and the cigars and her to tell some old tales. Yeah, do you reckon? I wonder. We wouldn't like it and we'd feel gross afterwards, but we'd we'd get caught up in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Charles, you know what I mean? Charles, we wouldn't. No fear of that with Charles. No. No. I would never let myself near that man. I feel the same way towards him as I do towards Jay-Z. <laughs> There's like a specific section of men that I fucking hate. Anytime Beyonce, I've been up to like three Beyonce concerts every time she brings out that man. I was like, no one here wants to see silence, him. Silence in the room. Read the room. Mm. Um, Read the room. Read fucking Lemonade. What did you What did you think of it? Um, I just thought it was like fine. I, I had it on. I just, I kind of had it on in the background, which isn't a good, which basically is saying that I like The Golden Bachelor more. Because I can't have The Golden Bachelor on in the background. I have to watch it with all my attention. And with The Crown, I was sort of just like zoning out. I guess it has always been super slow in that way. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't It wasn't like holding my attention. And I think also because now, as you say, it is so recent. It's like we know that we, we kind of know everything that's going on now. Like we even know the outfits she's wearing. It doesn't really feel as interesting. Whereas I liked like imagining her being younger and seeing all of that. Now it's kind of just like we know that the car crash is coming. Yeah, I, I feel like if I hadn't, if we weren't, hadn't seen Ed come out and made a point of talking to watch it and talk about it on the pod, I don't think I would have bothered to watch it, if that makes sense. Like, I, I very much tapped out by last season. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I loved season two so much. And the Emma Corrin season, yeah, the Emma Corrin that they they were phenomenal, but mainly just for them, it was it was it was it was interesting because um, we missed that era, but it was mainly just the two of them were so good. Jare, jare. Jare. I actually have to go. You've probably got to go as well. Yeah, I've got to go too, girlies. Girls on the run. Girls on the run. That was fun. It was fun. I love being, I love jumping around. I'm in a, I'm in a hotel room in Sunset Tower that they've given to me before the guest checks in. I was like, I'm going to take some photos of this and pretend that I'm staying here. Don't you believe it? Bet you believe it. She was like, she got the woman goes, please don't. <laughs> I was like, what do you think I'm taking photos? I was like making a joke, being like, get some photos. She was like, please don't. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Please okay. Don't. Bye. Okay, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.